0: Man, what are we talking about?
1: Right, 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 and wrong.
0: Come on, man, what are we talking about?
1: Right, right, right and wrong. Corn pot was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn pot was a bad dude.
0: Whoa. Come on, man, what are we talking about?
1: Right, right, right and wrong. Come on,
2: man. You talking about? welcome to right, to right and, wrong. and wrong this is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day i'm your host brian ruka with me as always over there is my friend and yours producer juice the truth box ladies and gentlemen just holding it down over there as always Isn't that right my man juice
1: you are correct sir yes
2: oh <laughs> uh, we are so happy to be here today we got a jam-packed locked and loaded show for you we're going to talk today About the FBI raiding the home of a pro-life activist. We'll also talk about going, uh, we'll take a deep dive into the root of uh, surrogacy to create a family and to form families. And we'll ask that question, uh, when is the line crossed and have we gotten there yet? You know, we're going to bring you some fabulous rights and wrongs of the week. It's one of our most popular segments. Everybody gives great feedback about that. Always hearing how uh, how awesome that segment is. Getting getting uh thanked and uh and and congratulated left and right for that segment since it's been uh brought to the show a few months back. Nothing but positive, positive reactions for that segment. Largemouth bass. Uh you know, we got the people segment at the end of the show. We got the one that uh started it all called the come on, man, segment of the day. That one we're going to go back into the classrooms and hear from another one of these crazy woke lib teachers for you. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. And uh, before we move any further, I guess uh, I'd be doing everybody a disservice if I didn't ask my man over there, the producer, Mr. Truthbox, if he had anything to say to the people today. So, Juice, what do you get to say to the crowd out there today, my friend?
1: Ain't but two genders. Two genders two genders ain't nothing but men and women you can go to the doctor and get cut up you can go down to the dress shop and get made up you can go down there and get drugged up but at the end of the day you just a drugged up dressed up made up cut up man or woman you can't transcend God's creation I don't care how hard you try. If there's a movement in this country that is demonic and that is full of the spirit of Antichrist, it is the transgender movement. It's time for grown-ups and time for Christians to start standing up and being unafraid to tell the truth. Come after me if you want to. I don't care. You want my head? Here it is right here. Come on. Come get it. They're dragging our kids down into the pit of hell. Trying to teach them that mess in our schools. Two plus two don't equal transgender. It equals four. We need to get back to teaching them how to read instead of teaching them how to go to hell. Yeah, I said it and I mean it.
2: Straight fire, ladies and gentlemen. Straight fire. Absolutely, sir. Great job, great job. Well, uh, we're ready. I hope you're ready. And let's get this show on the road. Uh, anybody see Mr. Ric Flair out there? Woo! Do we have a Ric Flair, anybody? Anybody?
1: It's live in a color! Woo!
2: Awesome, Woo! because Woo! it is showtime, baby! Woo!
1: Showtime! Woo! 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 Woo!
2: Woo! Woo! I want to start off today by examining a simple word. That word is no. You know, we grow up being told that we can be anything we want in this world. But that's simply not true, right? I mean, I could never play in the NBA, no matter how badly I'd want that. I could never be a professional quarterback, no matter how badly I might want that. So that's okay to tell me no. No, you won't be able to do that. But here's how you can still be successful. Here's what you can do. It feels like we've gotten to a point in our lives, in this world where everybody's afraid to say no to somebody. We don't want to be that person to tell you, no, right. Everybody's like afraid to offend somebody or when it comes to the workforce, nobody wants to say no because they're afraid of the human resource department. Nobody wants to say no to a parent because they'll uh, go to the media or, um, They'll, they'll cause a huge stink and, and make a social media campaign against you. You can take it anywhere you want, but the avoidance of the word no has led us to become the type of society we've become and, and the soft-minded individuals that that's produced throughout the last probably, I don't know, 30 years or so from from the mid-90s on. You know, it's also referred to as the "everybody gets a trophy" culture and movement because you you couldn't say no to Little Johnny because his team stunk and, and you got smoked in baseball. No, Little Johnny participated, so he still gets to get a trophy. We took away competition and and we created an idea and planted the seed in young minds that there are no consequences, there are no. Results that you have to either uh, live with or accept, based on the success you've done, the work you've done, or the effort you've put in. Because no one's ever going to tell you no. Uh, youth coaches—they've been dealing with that, you know, from youth up until high school. They got to deal with parents who refuse to hear the word no. Well, my kid should be in there. My my everybody's kid should be batting third and playing shortstop in baseball. Everybody's kid is a uh, is a quarterback, right? There's not too many offensive linemen. There's not too many uh, long snappers. There's not too many parents that that insist that their son is a long snapper, right? Their kids, their kids, quarterback material. Um, everybody's everybody everybody's kid is a star. So if the coach isn't playing them, it must be the coach's reason. It must be the coach's fault. I mean, heck. Forrest Gump's mama gets cheered by our society for selling her body and her dignity all for the sake of avoiding the word no. Now let's fast forward that, fast forward that mindset and that leads directly to the avoidance of telling anybody no today. That type of attitude has completely led to LGB turning into LGBTQXYZ Elementro P. (laughs) Uh, get You get my drift here. LGB went from three letters to about 35 letters. A few hieroglyphics mixed in, too. (laughs) Uh, Nowadays, we get the types of parents that normally would have attacked the coaches and uh, administrators about playing time in sports and stuff. Now, they insist that their boys are actually girls. And God forbid you tell them no. woo don't even go there because they don't want to hear it. And I think we'd be much better off in this world today, in our society today, if people understood that no can be a good thing. No should motivate people to want to be better, to want to try harder, to want to work harder, instead of crying about it, whining about it, and picketing and boycotting and and that's what everybody wants to do nowadays. That leads me. All the way back up to my old stomping ground up there in Massachusetts. Up there in uh, Stoughton, Massachusetts. in Stoughton High School made headlines over in the New York Post this past week. And you know why? It's because the superintendent dared to say no to teachers and activists in the school and within the community. What did the superintendent say no to? Simply said, you can't have BLM or LGBTQ plus... Trans flags in your classrooms because they are political. And the New York Times, of course, got got uh leaked from teachers within being upset about it. You know, this should this is not political. We want people to know that they're accepted here. Get out of here with that accepted. You don't need you're, you're accepted because it's a school and you're a child coming to learn. Accepted. You don't need a little special symbol on the sign uh, uh, on the door a sign on the door to tell you this is a place that's safe for you. No, it's it's a place to learn to be around your peers and to get education. Of course it's safe. Words cannot hurt you. The word no will not kill you or harm you. If you are a boy and you tell everybody you're a girl and they simply say no, that's not unpersoning you. That's not telling you you're not welcome. That's telling you come on in. We see you. We know who you are. Sorry you're struggling with that. Must be tough. You need some counseling. Unfortunately, the counselors will tell you, yes, you are a girl. So we've got things twisted. Things that should be no's are yeses. Things that are yeses should be no's. <laughs> Vice versa. But it's absolutely insane. And that story just stuck out to me because, of course, those things should not be in the schools. You're putting those messages into people's heads that might not have been there in the first place. Kids are impressionable. And the word grooming gets thrown around for these LGBTQ activists that target children, and it's absolutely true. And programming also gets used, and that's true as well. And conditioning, all of that's true. But that's growing up in a nutshell, too. It's not grooming, but we condition our kids to behave a particular way. We condition and train and program our children to pick up on social cues, and to pick up on how to behave in the world. So if you start off way back in elementary school, telling kids they can come in and and be a boy who dresses like a girl, or they have teachers that have piercings all over their face and blue hair, what kind of message does that send for them when they go on to become an adult and go into the workforce? Then they get told no by an employer when they when they have to wear a particular dress code. You get told you have to wear business casual to come to work and, and the kids don't want to do that anymore. Well, I call them kids, but now they're adults because of the way they were trained and conditioned as kids. Oh, my boy, he can't say no to me. They can't tell me no. Oh, I'll go to, I'll go to human resources and tell them they're trying to unperson me and target me and trying to, trying to make me, uh, feel uncomfortable and unwelcomed here. Why? Because we told you to wear a blouse. Why? Because I told you to wear uh, a shirt, uh, not even a tie button down shirt pop that collar open, go ahead. But no, that's not good enough. You need to be able to display your flag too. You need to be able to wear your uh, your rainbow shirt on, on during Pride Month. Save it. Go do that on your time if that's what you want to do. But get it out of the schools, get it out of the workplaces, get it out of my face if I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Simply put, because I'm not allowed to wear a MAGA hat around in, in the workplace. I wouldn't be allowed to, uh, to have a Trump flag at my desk. We all know that wouldn't fly. So if a teacher can't have that hanging up in the classroom, why are the BLM flags allowed? Why are the rainbow flags allowed? American flag, simply put, keep it at that. And nobody, and I mean nobody, is ever going to tell us no about that. So that's a no that we will not accept and we will not take and we will shove that right back at them. Other than that, let's get a few more no's going around out there in the world. (laughs) All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we've gotten to that point in the show where we get to bring you the wrongs of the week. So, without further ado, let's jump right into things and start, start it off with the number five wrong of the week. That's going to come from none other than Karine Jean-Pierre, KJP, up there at the uh, press secretary's podium. You know, she's very, very gay and very black, so... She's very qualified for her job. And she was asked a question about the uh, team name of the Atlanta Braves because they were hosted as a uh, guest of the president's because they won the World Series last year. So they're being honored at the White House. And what better way to honor them than to uh, indicate that their entire franchise is racist and bad for having the name Braves. Juice, you want to give us this one? Take it away.
0: Number five
3: and on, um, the president hosting the Atlanta Braves today wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial about the team name the Braves name the so-called tomahawk shop any thoughts on, on that?
4: so we we believe that it's important um, to have this conversation uh, you know and uh, and Native American
3: and indigenous voices uh, they should be at the center of this conversation
2: important to have this conversation it's not a conversation at all it's it's a yes or no and you know the theme of the show is no so we'll tell you no no the conversation is not important to have we are not going to have it the tomahawk chop is here to stay baby because the Atlanta Braves is a great name and it's a cool symbol and it's an honor it's not an insult it's great and what better way to celebrate in a stadium and get everybody fired up than the oh! Uh Uh-oh. Next. Next speaker. All right. Over on this one, we are going to go to New York Mayor. I want to call him Ernie, but his name is Eric Adams. You know, Ernie Adams from the Patriots, the professor in the background. But Mayor Adams, uh, he gave a press conference, and, you know, he wants to tell you what great brand the uh, city of New York is.
1: So, juice. Number four. We have a brand. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not, Kansas doesn't have a brand. (laughs) 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 When you go there, okay, you're from Kansas. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) But New York has a brand. It
2: has a brand. Yep, laugh it up there, Mayor Adams. Laugh it up. Kansas doesn't have a brand. Come on, everybody knows about those Jayhawks. And what about Kansas State with that big upset they just had of Oklahoma? And not to mention Bass being the biggest Kansas brand you could have out there. Walking around with that uh, Rick, uh, Rick, Jacques Vaughn jersey that he still has. Kansas is a brand, baby. There's no place like home. That place rock solid, rock solid. New York, on the other hand, he wants to laugh it up over there. His brand, the brand of New York, I I know what I think of when I think of New York as a brand. I think of the brand Spirit Airlines. I think of Filene's Basement. I think of CNN Plus or maybe Harry's Razor. Those are some of the brands that are synonymous uh, and make me think of the quality top-notch branding of a city like New York in a clown of a mayor like mayor Adams next adios muchacho. All right. The number three wrong of the week. This week is going to go right up to our favorite punching bag up there over the border up North. And, uh, let's hear what turd boy thinks about vaccine or else yet again, up there in Canada juice
0: turd boy Tur- turd boy.
2: Number
1: three,
0: every step of the way. Um, we make decisions based on what experts, what doctors, what uh, public health authorities uh, recommend us to do. Uh, and uh, there is uh, the sense that these border measures uh, were no longer um, effective or no longer justified uh, in uh, the circumstance that we're in right now. Uh, we know uh, that we are seeing a slight Uh, uptick in cases in certain places so uh, we're going to have to be careful and monitor carefully Uh, but at the same time uh, to remind Canadians we stepped up during this pandemic as individuals as communities to get vaccinated uh, quicker and to higher levels than just about any other country in the world and because of that Studies have shown that we avoided hundreds of thousands of deaths because of the decisions uh, that municipalities, that pro- provinces, the federal governments took during this pandemic that kept people safe. And Right now, the best thing each of us can do to prevent a resurgence of COVID-19 as winter approaches is to make sure that you get up to date in your Uh, vaccinations with the new formulations coming out that'll keep us even safer. And that'll mean that we won't need to uh, take further steps, uh, hopefully, uh, if everyone gets vaccinated.
2: Just want to remind everybody, that's the same man who's uh, had COVID like 15 times already. So keep boosting up, keep vaccinating up. It's going to keep you safe and protected, uh, especially for these new forms and variants that he talked about. And as long as you do that, as long as you do that, I won't have to enforce the government's power to lock us down again and shut down your borders. What a clown that guy is.
3: Turd boy.
2: Next. Next speaker. The number two wrong of the week is going to go to none other than Crooked Hillary. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. You know, she wanted, uh, she gave a talk somewhere recently and she wanted to uh compare president trump to hitler and all of his supporters to nazis so without further ado let's let hill take it away
1: juice number
2: two i remember as a as a young
4: student you know trying to figure out how did people get basically um drawn in by hitler how did that happen And I'd watch newsreels, and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? So there is a... Uh, real pressure and i think
2: i think it is fair to say we're in a struggle between democracy and autocracy what is she even talking about and how about you catch that right at the beginning it took me a couple listens till, till it stood out to me but you hear you hear her say like and i noticed as a young and she hesitates and says student as a as a young that was when she used to say in the past when i was a young girl but now she's trained like a seal, like the rest of the left progressives, to not mention female, girls, womanhood, anything like that. Because, you know, who knows? Maybe that was back when she was a young boy. So we never know. But come on. She, and, and she even tries to say, like, all these men waving their hand. Again, another subliminal way of her trying to mix in there that it's only men at these rallies for Trump. Like there's no women or children ever there. Come on, Hillary, give us a break. Your shtick has been going on for too long. You're horrible. You're unlikable. And you still can't get over that 2016 defeat that you took. So, once again, you're fired. Next.
0: Please, you're wasting everyone's time.
2: And the number one wrong of the week this week goes to none other than President Unity, Joe Biden himself. And why was he wrong? Because he wrongly identified the strongest way to combat a hurricane. You'll never guess what his advice is.
0: Juice?
1: Number one, wrong of the week.
0: Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits.
2: <laughs> what a jackass that guy is. Get vaccinated now. Yeah, that's gonna protect you from the from a hurricane. It's like uh ba- back when when Passover first started, right? What, what did they uh what they do? Mark their doors, all the Jews, they mock their doors with uh lamb's blood so that the um that that the angel of death would pass over their doors yeah that that's what biden wants you to do with the vax just hold your vax card up display your vax card on the top of your door and the uh hurricane will pass right by and not not affect you won't disturb you no problem
0: that is not a joke that is a natural fact
2: these people won't give up they got a little taste of that power and they do not want to give it away unbelievable next next speaker And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's our five wrongs of the week. All right. So I'm sure you've all heard by now the story of uh, Mark Houck and his house being completely raided by the FBI. Now, who is Mark Houck? Well, he's just a pro-life activist, uh, has Seven children, happily married family man who has dedicated his life to trying to preserve human babies' lives. And that's the great crime this man has, cre- has, has committed. He is on the opposite end of the political environment, the political atmosphere than President Unity in his FBI DOJ goon squad run by swirly boy Merrick Garland. There's yet another example of the radicalization of the left and the progressives. And again, President Unity, the man who stood there back in January 2021, preaching and telling everybody that he was the great uniter. We all knew it was a lie. We all knew that he just sticks his finger up and goes with uh, the political wind, sticks with the Democratic Party, and does their marching for them. This is a man, Biden, that is, that. His only ambition in life has been to become president. Now that he finally achieved that, after three other failed attempts, after after being blown up in the late 80s for plagiarizing a speech in a presidential bid, this jackass who spent eight years riding the most divisive president we've ever seen, Barack Obama's coattails, this guy finally gets in while he's drooling from his mouth, falling asleep at 6 p.m. after hitting the early bird special with a fresh depends adult on, just in case he has a little accident in the middle of the night. This man, he's the great unifier, the great uniter of the country. Uh Uh-uh. Complete opposite of that. This guy has turned every institution in America into unreliable, untrustworthy departments. And I guess, in a way, I almost want to thank President Biden for that, because he's making it easy for us to open our eyes. He's making it easy for a lot of us to see what's really going on with this stuff. He's making at least me... And hopefully you guys who listen to this show understand that these three-letter agencies, the administrative state, the bureaucracy that is the government, that is the federal government, is just bloated, unnecessary, and being used as political muscle for someone aggressive, deranged, and divisive enough as Biden is to wield those agencies against his political opponents. I've never seen anything like this. For everybody that says Trump is a great threat to democracy, open your eyes, please. Now, Trump can say some stuff. He talks a big game, but look at his actions. Look at the stuff he did. We're going to hold the way this boisterous uh, New York reality television showman, Donald Trump, we're going to let that that brash attitude turn us off so much to think that the over-exaggerating tough guy talked at the guy comes across using is somehow worse than the person who tries to look you in the face and talk like grandpa Joe. I'm here for the American people. We're here for democracy. It's not a joke. It's not a joke, folks. We're here to protect democracy. It's at a at a threat. So because he delivers his message like that, we don't notice that he's got a bitter, upset leader of the DOJ. Bitter and upset because he didn't become a Supreme Court justice. He was told, no, no, you can't. So now he takes it out on the rest of us by wielding the power granted to him by the senile, old, unifying president. They're using that department to now attack their chief political rival, Donald Trump. I've been on record where I'm a DeSantis guy. See, I still like Trump. I absolutely do. I love that he exposed a lot of this stuff and called it out. I just think DeSantis is more polished, a lot more uh likable, hopefully. So a better candidate. But the fact of the matter is Trump is still the number one Republican candidate right now for 2024. So he's Joe Biden's chief political rival in the FBI and the DOJ raided his house over declassified documents. That's some scary stuff. That's some third world BS right there. And now you take a story like this where, where Mark Hoke He's just a pro he's a pro-life activist. he's a he's a religious man. he's an author. he speaks up and it's against it's, it's the opposite message of everything the left holds dear. So now this guy gets targeted he gets raided. He's somehow painted as a bad man in the media's eyes and, and from the left in general. yet two years ago we get St George Floyd shoved in our face the man who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly. The man who was high on fentanyl after trying to pass a counterfeit bill and died. That man is glorified in our society. And the man who has seven children and is religious and is, and is advocating to protect human life is somehow a bad guy who deserves the FBI to come show up at his house, guns blazing, full uh, riot gear on. His wife did an interview on Tucker's show talking about 20, 30 Offices up at this guy's house, 15 SUVs rolling into her driveway on a Friday morning, scaring the living daylights out of her and her seven children. That's somehow a good use of our FBI, our law enforcement. These are the same people that are now putting guns on our IRS agents. This is some scary stuff, people. Wake up. This is 1984 coming to reality. Big Biden's watching they're coming and and i already put the juice box on high alert down there the ru- rumor has it that they're locating his uh, that they're, they're honing in on his location they know that that he's he's sitting on a, a bunch of clips that are going to make them look like jackasses so they might be storming in on him it's sickening and and we should all be disgusted by the actions of the biden administration and you need to call it as it is please open your eyes Because at the end of the day, this could happen to any one of us. It really could. We don't tow the party line. Watch out with this guy in charge. Watch out. All right, all right, all right. It is that time in the show where we get to bring you our rights of the week. We're going to bring five awesome clips to you guys here. So without further ado... Let's start things off. Juicy, you ready for this? We're going to go with number five right of the week. This week is the country of Italy electing themselves their first ever female prime minister. Her name is Georgia Maloney, and she is public enemy number one for the media and the left right now because, God forbid, she's a female conservative. She's a right winger who they deem a fascist extremist. What's so crazy and extreme about her? Well, we figured we'd play you this clip that she gave. Uh, it's been circulating around. I'm sure you've seen it. And bear with me because I'm going to try to be doing the translating for you. It's being spoken in her native tongue, her beautiful language of Italian. And listen to the themes of what she says. And, and why is this so bad? I don't understand. Juice, you want to take it away?
0: Number five.
2: Here's what she had to say. She starts off with,
3: this is about what we
2: are doing here today. Why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? There is a simple answer to all these questions. Because it defines us. Because it is our identity. Because everything that defines us is now an enemy. For those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves, and so they attack national identity. They attack religious identity. They attack gender identity. They attack family identity. I can't define myself as Italian, Christian, woman, mother, no. I must be citizen X, gender X, parent 1, parent 2. I must be a number. Because when I'm only a number, when I no longer have an identity, then I will be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators. The perfect consumer. That's the reason why. That's why we inspire so much fear. That's why this event inspires so much fear.
3: Because we do not want
2: to be numbers. We will defend the value of the human being. Every single human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable, and like it or not, that is sacred. We will defend it. We will defend God, country, and family. Those things that disgust people so much, we will do it to defend our freedom, because we will never be slaves and simple consumers at the mercy of financial speculators. That is our mission. This is why I came here today. Chesterton wrote, more than a century ago. Fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in summer. That time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Wow great great stuff right now that that's considered dangerous and fascist and bad i consider that moral righteous and right next the number 4 right of the week this week goes to this guy on tiktok who uh, did one of those side by sides with someone saying some uh, absolute crazy nonsense and him putting her in her place so without further ado let's see what this guy has to uh, say about bloodlines Number four. I don't see
4: myself dating a white guy, nothing against his race, but it's more about like my bloodline and keeping it pure and black and maybe if I wanna There you
0: go. Did you see that? One more time, I'm gonna bring something up.
4: About like my bloodline
2: and keeping it pure and black, and
0: Imagine if a white guy said word for
2: word what she just said. Imagine a white guy just had this question asked.
0: Why don't you date a black woman? And a white guy goes, well, it's kind of about keeping the bloodline pure and keeping it white. I'm proud of being white. I
1: want my bloodline to be white, and that's why I wouldn't date a dark woman. I care about my
2: bloodline. I'm proudly white. She's saying the same thing, and I was like, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, I get it.
0: White people do not have freedom of speech.
2: Guys, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. White people do not have freedom of speech. (laughs) And uh, maybe that's what's happening in House of Dragons over there for you, Jorsky. The Targaryen girl just trying to keep her bloodline pure and white, I guess. Ouch. Next, the number three right of the week goes to... Oh, let's take it right back to TikTok for this girl who uh, put up a video simply just pointing out all the hypocrisy that the left lives, breathes, and sleeps. Juice, take it away.
1: Number three.
4: You become a nation that has lost its collective mind. You can't justify this insanity. If a guy pretends to be a woman, you're required to pretend with him. Somehow it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans are in America. Russians influencing our elections are bad, but illegals voting in our elections are good. It was cool for Joe Biden to blackmail the president of Ukraine, but it's an impeachable offense if Donald Trump inquires about it. 20 is too young to drink a beer, but 18 is old enough to vote. People who've never owned slaves should pay slavery reparations to people who have never been slaves. People who have never been to college should pay the debts of college students who took out huge loans for their degrees. Immigrants with tuberculosis and polio are welcome, but you'd better be able to prove your dog is vaccinated. Irish doctors and German engineers who wanna immigrate to the US must go through a rigorous vetting process but any illiterate gangbangers who jump the Southern fence are welcome. $5 billion for border security is too expensive, but 1.5 trillion for free healthcare is not. If you cheat to get into college, you go to prison. But if you cheat to get into the country, you go to college for free. People who say there is no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. We see other countries going socialist and collapsing, but it seems like a great plan to us. Some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born and other people are not held responsible for what they're doing right now. Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people, but stopping them is bad because it's a violation of their rights. And pointing out all this hypocrisy somehow makes us racist. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals, and no civility. People are dying of a Chinese virus, but it's racist to refer to it as Chinese even though it began in China. We're clearly living in an upside-down world where right is wrong and wrong is right, where moral is immoral and immoral is moral, where good is evil and evil is good, where killing murderers is wrong, but killing unborn babies is A-OK. Wake up, America. The great unsinkable ship, Titanic America, has hit an iceberg, is taking on water, and is sinking fast.
2: Speak up. Great advice, and we will speak up here on the Right and Wrong Show. And you know what? This is the show where right is right. It's not upside down here, like she said. Right is not wrong, and wrong is not right, because what she just said, all of it is right. And that's why she earned herself a number three right of the week. Next! All right. Let's go to uh, the number two right of the week here. And this is a nurse, or a former nurse, because she lost her job for speaking out and wanting to report what was going on in the hospital that she was working at. So let's uh, hear what she had to say. Juice
1: Number two.
3: I came before you guys a year ago. I'm a nurse, or at least I was at Rady Children's in the cardiovascular intensive care unit until Nathan and his misinformation pandemic caused me to lose my job. I took care of those children who came in with myocarditis after the vaccine. And I talked to the doctors because I was a charge nurse, saying, why aren't we reporting these to theirs? Who is going to report these to theirs? It was an unspoken thing that we were not allowed to talk about openly on the unit. I've worked for 13 years in this community, taking care of some of the sickest patients. The day before I was taken away from my position, I was actively giving compressions to a child, pushing Abby, pushing calcium into his veins to keep him alive. And we did. And he went home. And yet, I was ridiculed by those who are supposed to be my colleagues and my friends. I am the face of your misinformation campaign, Nathan. I am the one who lost my career in pediatric cardiovascular ICU care. I took care of children who had COVID. I never got COVID in the hospital. I tested twice a week I wore my PPE because I left my job and I love this community.
2: I feel for that lady. Imagine that just being blackballed for wanting to speak the truth and tell people what was really going on. Crazy, crazy stuff. Next. All right. The number one right of the week goes to my favorite future president, best governor in the United States. Governor Ron DeSantis. And let's see how he handled a uh, question from a left-wing media outlet uh, about his preparation for the current hurricane that they're dealing with down there in Florida. Juice? Number one,
4: right of the Week. FEMA Administrator Criswell said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida's as, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. whoa. Give me there. a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing, uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever certainly since I've been governor declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty and and we've worked to make sure, um, the preparations that have been done and all the, the stuff you talk to the people at the the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done Wow that guy's great he is the Tom Brady of Republican politicians he's awesome awesome I love that I love how he whoa 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 jumps in on the guy that's nonsense it was awesome and then he did something great there too that that's a sign of uh, of his great leadership is he even said attack me all you want man Bring it on, bring it to me. I get it, but how dare you? You try and wrap these other people up in it. These people that are working hard. So he takes he takes it on. I'll take the heat myself, but I'll give the praise and the credit to the people that are on the ground. They are working to the people that that I oversee. So he's not he's not there trying to take the credit for preparing for this or anything like that. Like he he's taking the heat and throwing out the compliments to the rest of the team great leader great leadership and i can't wait till that man's in the oval office next all right and that'll do it for our rights of the week what another fun uh few clips we had and we will bring those back to you again next week all right now, in this segment, like I mentioned in the opening, uh, I kind of wanted to dive into the world of uh, surrogacy and, and I, IVF um, and the whole advancement, I guess, in technology that we've gotten to when it comes to um, pregnancy, uh, some, some help becoming pregnant, uh, family starting in general. And I understand it might not be like a, a topic that was like, oh, I can't wait to hear this one uh might have come out of left field a little bit maybe i guess for the right and wrong show but i'll tell you the the reason why it came to mind for me is uh i'm a i'm a i'm a podcast junkie i guess (laughs) i guess that's what brought me into doing what i'm doing here but i listen to a lot of other podcasts and you know they're always political and and societal in nature that that's kind of kind of my thing mix in a little bit of sports here and there too so I happened to be listening to the, listening to the Candace Owens podcast the other day and she did a whole segment and a whole talk about uh surrogacy and it was super interesting to me uh, I really enjoyed it and I just as I was listening I was like I gotta talk about this with my crew I gotta I gotta bring this to the right and wrong show so that's what what got me to this point today and I'll be honest though like like I wondered if it was something that I could actually do a segment on, and that would be worthwhile to talk to you guys about. So my initial thought was I wanted to do it, but I was trying to figure out like, oh, is it going to work? Like, you know, how to go about it. I talked to two of my most reliable sources, my beautiful, beautiful wife Ashley and uh, producer Truth over there. Kind of picked their brains on the topic too, and uh, and I definitely was warned to tread uh, with caution, and that's good advice because. My full idea and my full thought process on it is not even, you know, I, I don't have a uh, black or white answer to it because I think it's a very, very much a gray area. I think it's, um, you know, I, I could see pros and cons with it. I can see the reasons for it and I could also see the dangers in it. And that's where I wanted to be careful because, you know, in vitro, I get it and and I understand it. And me and Ashley are blessed to have two beautiful, beautiful awesome smart healthy kids so I don't know what it's like to struggle with that or to have a hard time becoming pregnant getting pregnant like I, I know people go through that and and I feel for you I really do so my initial thought is like of course I want someone to be able to have help if that's what they're trying to do like we we want life in this world uh, I'm a pro-lifer that was something else. Juice and and Ashley talked to talked to me about. They were like, "Hey, you know, it's kind of kind of a, a slippery slope if you if you pro life, but but are advocating or, or want to question whether uh, getting help to produce life is something we should be doing." So that's not what I set out to do. So the thing that really struck me with what Candice was talking about on her podcast was not the simple you know, family that's tried their whole life and and trying to become pregnant and they just can't, they they take out a second mortgage on their house because it's so expensive to go through the process. Like those are the people you want to help. The problem I have in, in the Slippery Slope is when you hear stories like this Jonas kid and his wife, whoever they are, they used a surrogate or are using a surrogate because their schedules were too busy I guess he's married to another celebrity or something. I don't I don't keep up with this stuff. But their celebrity lifestyles were too busy for the two of them to both have enough time and to be together while she was in, in those crucial days of being fertile. So in, instead of inconveniencing their precious celebrity lifestyles and their careers, they simply use their money, wealth, resources to buy somebody else's body to harvest a child for them. And that, something doesn't quite sit right with me for that. Um, you know, the surrogacy out of convenience, that's uh, that's a slippery slope. And the way we try to play God when it comes to in vitro, I, I didn't realize this, that you could actually pick the sex of your child when you have that done to you here in America. And we're like the only country that allows that. Even other places that do have uh, this type of advanced scientific ability They don't give you that choice to choose whether it's a boy or a girl. They actually tell you you have to wait till that boy or girl tells you what they are. (laughs) Uh, All joking aside, uh, they, they, for some reason in other countries, like realize that that might be a little bit of a step too far. Now, again, is the whole process a step too far? I I don't know. I don't know. It it feels strange in a way where it's like we, we are so advanced that just because we can do something, should we do something? And it goes back to the conversation about telling, telling somebody no. You know, if, if you can't become pregnant, uh, I don't know how I would deal with that. And I know it would be difficult, but maybe no is the answer for some people. And and God is calling them to do something else with their lives or, or to contribute some other way in society. If you happen to... to choose the lifestyle of the LGBTQ plus QYZ, then right there, your choice to procreate with the same sex is nature telling you, no, you cannot produce a child that way. So your lifestyle choice, your your sexual decision prevents you from reproducing a child. So no, you, you, you physically can't create one. So now that we have all this advancement, the science, this technology, we're going to put on lab coats and impregnate people just because we can like that. That's where uh, I don't know. And it, I don't, again, I don't know if this was done by design, but I do know some people in my life, in my, you know, outer circle who I've seen, you know, Facebook friends, Instagram friends, that type of thing that have had this done that are in gay relationships. And I don't think it's a coincidence that twins get produced. You're pumping people with so much, uh, stuff there that of course they're going to have twins, triplets, quadruplets. You're playing god. In in something about that feels weird to me. And it I guess to put a bow on everything. Um you know, I'm a I'm a casual reader. I I've you know, read more and more and more the older I get. You know, I never wanted to do it in school, so I definitely if I was assigned this, I don't remember if I was, I definitely skipped over it and and just tried to skate by, but the book Brave New World, literally two days ago, Ashley was going to the library to get some books for herself. And I asked her to see if they had that for me. I wanted to, I wanted to read it. I, re- I read 1984, uh, maybe like seven months ago. And I've always heard about Brave New World too. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? That That's another one that probably relates to, to the world we live in today. Interesting take at least. So I sat down, I picked it up, I started reading the first chapter and the entire setting is in a government building, a lab with a doctor walking around talking about, um, <laughs> talking about creating 90 brothers and sisters out of a, out of an egg and creating life and sci- scientifically engineering them to, <laughs> to become like worker bees or scientists and in manipulating life. And I was just like, all right, any, any on the fence hesitation I had about talking about this segment with you guys was was gone. That, that was the confirmation. I was like, Hey, this is it right here. So that's why I decided to give you my feelings on that today. And like I said, I wish I had a little bit more of a definitive answer on it, but I do think it's just something to at least talk about, to think about, to examine and to at least pump the brakes on some of it. If, uh, you know, it's gone too far, and and I do think we've gone a little bit too far when it becomes uh, a form of convenience and luxury for the rich and famous. When it becomes when when you incentivize young women, uh, college aged women, to sell their bodies because they can get significant money for it, and then um, produce kids for the rich and famous. So, you know that's that's where I stand on it. And hopefully, the takeaway is is you all out there or y'all out there give a little thought to it maybe spark a conversation with uh with a friend or colleague or something and and see where someone else might stand on it and that's the bottom line because Brian Ruka said so all right ladies and gentlemen we've reached that point in the show where we get to move on to America's favorite segment the always fun always popular Come on, man. Segment of the day. And surprise, surprise, we have some material for you right out of the uh, public school system again out there in, I uh, believe this one was Utah or Wyoming. I i, I guess I should have had the answer for you on that, but I believe it was Utah. This was on TikTok. Uh, of course, our man Tucker had it on his show again. He keeps stealing material from the right and wrong show. I don't understand it, but that's where it's coming from. He's getting it from us. Okay, Jeannie? Not the other way around. So, why don't you hang tight, bear with me on the audio a little bit, because it was being recorded from, uh, I assume, a student's cell phone. So the audio is a little bit, the background noise is a little muffly, but you can hear this lady, and it is disturbing, the type of stuff she's saying to her students. So, Juice, you want to uh, fire that bad boy up for us? Are you a
3: little Yeah. We'll just keep getting Delta, we'll just keep getting variants over and over and over until people get vaccinated. I hate Donald Trump. I'm gonna say it, I don't care what y'all think. Trump SUCKS. Turn off the Fox News. Do your parents listen to the Fox News? This is my classroom, and if you guys are gonna put me at risk, You're gonna hear about it because I have to be here. Most of y'all parents are dumber than you. I'm gonna say that out loud. My parents are freaking dumb. Okay. Oh, I could go off on it the whole entire class period if you want me to. But I'm not going to If you don't believe in climate change, get the hell out.
2: Wow. Right? I mean what what's what have we learned from today's episode, ladies and gentlemen? What's the simple, simple thing to say to that freak? What's the simple thing to say to that nut job teacher? No, no, you don't get to come in and talk to kids like that. Zip it. No, you don't get to come in and try and preach your nonsense to people. All right, zip it. No, you do not get to come in and tell them that their parents are dumb. No, you lunatic.
1: Subtitle, zip it.
2: That's someone who's probably never been told no in her entire life. or was excluded and probably not very popular growing up. So now the role's reversed where she's that that teacher figure who, as she said, this is my classroom. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's my classroom. It's their classroom. It's the people in that community's classroom. Because you're a government employee. You are a teacher in a community That's funded by the tax dollars that are, that are spent on that. So it's not your classroom. It's not, they're not your children. You hear teachers all the time say that stuff. Oh, my kids. No, 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 they're not. They're my kids. They're your kids out there listening. They're not the teacher's kids. And I think one of those students, you you can barely hear it. Like I said, it was a little muffly says, this is a chemistry class. And she's like, I don't care. I have to be here. No, you don't, lady. Go get another job. Get out of here. You think all their parents are dumb? You think all their parents need to stop listening to Fox News? You think all those kids need to get vaccinated because of your uh, crazy germophobia, if that's even a word? You germophobe? Hypochondriac? <laughs> because you've been brainwashed into believing that somehow these young kids are going to transmit diseases around that are going to put you in, at risk and in danger. You know, I don't like to take uh, physical appearance shots at people because Lord knows I could use a round or two on the Peloton that's sitting in my house, but this lady is definitely overweight. What do you think could help her more against uh, Delta or Omicron or the disease that came from China? What would help her? What would protect her from that? Taking better care of herself. Not preaching to these high school students that she's supposed to be teaching and educating. Not belittling their parents. Not belittling them because you're in the role of, of an authority figure to them. Because you can hold uh, a grade over their head or or their possible acceptance into future further education. You can control that, so you're going to use that power to manipulate and to deceive it's disgusting. It's sick. And it needs to be called out. That's why I love that more people are, are realizing the issues in the schools. And the TikTok that I saw made about this had the headline, we need cameras in in the schools too. We need cameras everywhere. I mean, they already are everywhere. So uh, my initial gut thought would be like, I don't want everybody zooming in, watching everything I do. I get it. And I'm sure you feel that way too. But if we're going to be at a place where I walk into a federal building and I have cameras on me at all times, I walk into a bank, I have cameras on me at all time. walk into airports, get pulled over by a police officer, you're being recorded. You better damn well believe I want those teachers being recorded when they're teaching. I want to be able to see that, and I don't want to have to rely on the, on the high school student filming her and then posting that somewhere for us to realize the nonsense that she's been saying to people. Saying to her, to to the students, how many times has she done that? How many how many different classes has she gotten with that routine? She thinks she's cool with that, with the way she used her voice to.
1: They are dumb.
2: Your parents are stupid. Like what? What is that a way to be relatable with the kids? You jackass. So for being slightly overweight, a hypochondriac, a germaphobe, and just an all-around terrible lunatic teacher. You, my friend, have earned yourself one big, fat classic. Come on, man. And that's our show for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And please remember to hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating there on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube page over there for us. And drop a comment. Come on, I haven't had a fresh comment on uh, on the Apple podcast page in a while. So someone give me a little something on there, would you? Other than that, I guess uh, I don't have anything else except to say thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.